afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Ford here on 970 WDAY. Good afternoon, Nathiel. How are you? Doing pretty good today. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, actually. It was a nice sort of quiet weekend. I've been uh, in the process of sort of like moving my entertainment system, which when you have two consoles... How much of a process? <laughs> when you've got two consoles and a and a three-monitor setup for your desktop, and it's... It's a All lot right. of work. I have a I okay. have a live stream setup that I'm moving as well. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. There's All lighting right. to deal with and cameras to Holy. deal with and. Oh, <laughs> are you moving? Like you said, move your entertainment. I'm thinking like an entertainment center and a television, not a studio. No, I'm. Ba- it, it's well, it's it's my. It's my entertainment. It's where I okay. you know play all of my video games and things like that. All right. Well, that sounds like something. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, I just I don't know what to say to that. I uh, <laughs> that sounds like I, something. Well, How about I grew that up. I, <laughs> I grew up. I grew up. I had a Nintendo. Right there was there were two wires, power into the TV, and then I well, I guess three your controller, but not four because I didn't have any friends to play Nintendo with me. Oh, now yeah. I'm sad for poor baby Rob. Yeah, well he should be. <laughs> I'm a little pathetic and needy. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna move on. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Email talk at wday.com. Speaking of uh, of my childhood, there was a little bit of controversy at my alma mater here in Minot, Minot High School. Uh, not sure if you heard about this, but we're uh, here in here in Minot. It's the last day of the school year, which uh, or not last day, last week. Uh, and I'm I'm sure it's the same or, or, or near to the same, just about everywhere else, but. What happened is, is in, in Minot here, is, is last week there was a, a group of, of boys who had a senior prank, and they were going to throw water balloons in the lunchroom. And according to the Minot Daily News, what happened is, is the police got called. Now they're facing Class B misdemeanors, which carry a maximum sentence of 30 days in the county jail. And um, the community up here is a little bit outraged about it, and I, I want I wanted to discuss this. I have a post about it at SayAnythingBlog.com, and I wanted to talk about it because in and of itself, it's a noteworthy story. But also, I, I think it's indicative of some larger trends that are worth having a conversation about. Love to hear what you think as well. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, all right, so, so this is what happened according to the school resource officer who wrote up a probable cause affidavit that was filed with the municipal court related to the criminal charges. Uh, This I quote from the Minot Daily News. uh, In it, she writes, she referring to the officer, uh, that she was forwarded a photo of a student indicating that there was going to be a water balloon fight during second lunch. Administrators did their best to locate the students and talk with them before the second lunch period, before 1240 p.m. and 110 p.m., uh, Sandusky, again, that's the uh, school resource officer, located a group of students in the career and technical education bathroom area and found water balloons in the boys' bathroom. She notified administrators at 1 p.m. Uh, Falcon and the two younger boys were seen throwing water balloons at students and staff. Uh, Sandusky told the boys to come with her to the school office. Uh, she wrote that Falcon started yelling to the other students, causing them to have a loud reaction. Uh, while the three teens were in the school office, Sandusky wrote that they were loud boisterous and disruptive assistant principal harlan johnson asked what the boys could be cited for and sandesky said disorderly conduct so now they're facing disorderly conduct charges and honestly natil i'm listening to all this and i think maybe this guy kids should just be put in detention 
That seems I mean, about this, right. I, well, and I guess the the thing that we don't know is what they were yelling. Yeah. I mean, if they're yelling inflammatory, insensitive curse words yeah. or slurs or something like that. You know, that's that's the problem. The Minot Daily News, uh, they were saying um, Assistant Superintendent Kim Slotsby refused on Friday to comment on the specifics of the water balloon incident. So there's... There's a problem right there is the schools don't like to talk about this stuff. And, and a lot of times, sometimes maybe that's appropriate when we're talking about student privacy or whatever. But in an incident like this where you have all sorts of conflicting details and rumors and everything all over social media, right? Everybody knows who these kids are. You can get on Facebook. It doesn't take you very long to figure it out uh, because it's, it's all out there already. The school refusing to comment, the, the school you know, really sort of refusing to offer a a fulsome description of what happened is in and of itself problematic. And that seems to happen a lot. When something controversial happens at the school, they just sort of clam up. They shut down. And I don't know that that's very helpful to to informing the public and trying to find, you know, some sort of middle ground here. But the other thing I'm worried about is, is this a consequence of having law enforcement officers now sort of patrolling the halls of our schools, because that's who was involved here as a school resource officer. There's a lot of communities around our state, in our region, that have these law enforcement officers. And I'm beginning to wonder, if you put a cop in the hallways, out patrolling, if you put a cop in charge of handling or investigating or responding to these sorts of things, are we surprised that the outcome is then criminal charges, right? Because that's what cop, cops do. Cops are law enforcement. Cops are not principals or teachers right if you bring in a law enforcement officer their job is to enforce the law their tool towards that end is they're able to arrest people and bring criminal charges against them and i i understand why we have brought school resource officers into the schools there's you know security concerns and the school shooting thing i realize why we've gone in that direction but on the flip side i'm i'm a little worried that Now we've created a situation where things that in the past might have just been, you know, kid, you're going to detention. And believe me, I think these kids deserve detention and, you know, and and maybe some community service. Frankly, uh, I I think they they, maybe they ought to spend some time this summer helping the janitors clean the school. I don't think that would be such a bad thing. But a criminal charge. One of these kids is 18, by the way. He's an adult. This is going to be on his record. Is that appropriate? Love to hear what you think. 701-293-9000. 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report here on 970 WDAY, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. We're talking about this uh, water balloon incident up in uh, up at Minot High School. Some end of the year prank. Some it sounds like some it sounds like it was all boys. I think I, I don't see any indication that any females were involved. Uh, but anyway, a group of senior students or and, and Magic City campus of juniors and seniors, so 17, 18 year old kids. Uh, they were going to throw water balloons in the uh, in the school lunchroom. They got busted. 
uh, as they were getting walked out, I guess they shouted at the at the lunchroom and got everybody kind of riled up. Uh, and then now they're facing criminal charges. Uh, and, and get this. This is uh, from the Minot Daily News article to Teal. Tell me what you think of this. Uh, some comments on the Minot Daily News Facebook page further claim that some Magic City campus students have been suspended this week for posting memes on social media making fun of the school staff members who decided to press charges. So now kids are getting suspended because I guess they're being critical or they're mocking or whatever uh, the staff members who did it. And I, I think there's a larger point to be made about that because part of, to me, what's what's troubling about this is that it's going to breed disrespect for authority, What's, right? What it's showing me is that there's already an awful lot of disrespect for authority right there. Right. And, and the thing is, is you kind of understand it, though. When, when authority is exercised capriciously, then people lose respect for it, right? So, you know, I, I think a lot of people are looking at this and going, come on, you know, put these kids in detention. They threw some water balloons. It was a school prank. Uh, we got bigger fish to fry than to have our cops and our courts, you know, pursuing class B misdemeanor charges against some kids with water balloons. Let's all grow up. And the school districts all taking it super or the school administrators, I guess, are taking it super seriously and they're they're pressing charges and everything. And I think the problem is, is people look at stuff like that and it it makes it makes the school administrators look petty. And it's not just it's not like this is a this is an incident. We we hear about a lot of stories coming out of schools where they're they're trying to apply like a zero tolerance policy to something. You know, the kid who eats his pop tart into the shape of a gun and he gets suspended. You know, stuff like that. Like we we get a lot of stories like that, and I think it makes people respect school administrators less. It makes the students respect school administrators less. Um, you know, and I don't. And, and there's another part of it here. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll debate the other side of this, too, and point out that in a lot of ways, parents have abdicated their responsibility for disciplining their children, for caring for their children, to the schools. You know, we have, we have put school administrators in an awkward position where, you know, parents aren't doing the disciplining of their kids themselves. But if the, if the schools do it, then the parents get all self-righteous and indignant and, and accuse the school of overstepping their bounds. So... I get the school administrators are also in, in sort of a no-win position, but, I mean, what, what happened to the time where we could look at something like this and just say, put it in the context it deserves to be in, and just say, you know what, kids are kids. These boys, there need to be some consequences for their actions, but a criminal charge is not the right consequence. What's wrong with that? I mean, have we have we lost sense of that? And I think we have. I think school administrators have lost sense of it. I think in some ways parents have lost the sense of it. Because you know what? I mean, part of me, I, I think in the last segment, Natil, I had said, you know, maybe maybe these boys ought to spend the summer helping the janitor out around the school, right? Or maybe a couple weeks, you know, helping them mop or wa- you know, wash lockers or doing the after school cleanup or whatever that is. But I have a feeling that if the school if the school district did that, which to me would make much more sense than criminal charges, I think that would be appropriate. But the problem is if the school did that, you'd probably have parents complaining about that because their little darlings have to stay two weeks after the school year and help clean up. You know, it's it's almost like a no-win, no-win situation. We can't find a happy medium. Either, either we're complaining because, 
you know, there are consequences or we're complaining because the consequences are so dire. And I don't, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think the school massively overreacted here. Uh, I think that's why they're getting a lot of scorn and derision, not just from students, but from the community at large. And it's something we ought to think of, uh, think about because especially with the law enforcement angle, I, I think when you have school, you know, and, and obviously the relationship between our law, the men and women in law enforcement and our communities in general is, is very much part of a larger discussion that's happening in our country right now. But the problem is if, if you if you put cops in a position where they're now enforcing very, very petty actions of of, of students in, in the halls, right? Where you, you you've now you've now belittled cops to the point where they're doing the jobs that principals used to do, then what does that say about our respect for law enforcement as well, right? I mean that's that's a big problem today, is is you know, again, that relationship between minority populations younger populations in law enforcement and now you've put law enforcement in the school halls where they're essentially school monitors uh enforcing criminal violations uh, being spurred on by overzealous school bureaucrats that i think is a recipe to breed contempt for school authority to breed contempt for law enforcement because you're doing absurd things you're doing silly things they threw some water balloons, put them in detention, and get over it. 701-293-9000, What do you think, Natil? I think you're right in a lot of ways. Um, I've, but I, I think that this is a, a problem that really needs addressing because I don't think that the school administration would be pressing charges if they didn't feel like it was the only option left to them which to me says that there's been discipline problems in the school at this age level That's for a lot some of supposition, time. though. I mean, we don't really know. I don't, I don't know if it's specifically them. Like, I'm not saying that it's these specific students in general, but yeah. it, would, it would seem to me just because I, I grew up with a teacher for a parent that this isn't something that just came out of left field that there's probably been issues with keeping kids in detention or kids not responding the appropriate way to the lesser punishments that they've been given. And don't get me wrong. This is an overreach. This is, this is stepping beyond the bounds, but what needs to be addressed is that kids need to develop a better respect for authority at an earlier age. But this isn't going to help that. Like you said, well, no, this isn't going to help, but I don't know what the answer is. I don't either, but I don't think it's I don't think it's having cops roaming the halls, acting as hall monitors, and and you know bringing down the the, the criminal justice hammer on some kids that threw some water balloons. I, I think we could do better than that. That's my thought. Anyway, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, youth, the new uh, young Republican chairman for the North Dakota Republican Party, Dawson Schefter, is going to join me next. 701-293-9000, We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. I'm back. 
back. It's Rob Port here on 970 WDAY. 701 293 your call-in number. That's the local number, 888-970-9329. That's the toll-free number. Email me, talk at WDAY.com. Or send me a tweet, as the kids do these days, at Rob Port. Speaking of kids, my uh, next guest is Dawson Schefter. He is the... Uh, he is the new head of the uh, chairman of the North Dakota Young Republicans. Dawson, how are you? Great, Rob. Thanks for having me on. I shouldn't call you a kid. You're a pretty accomplished dude. I'm reading the press release from the North Dakota Republican Party. It says that you are a uh, member of the superintendent student cabinet, uh, a member of the governor, uh, or you are the governor of North Dakota Boys State, uh, and the immediate past president of the North Dakota Association of Student Councils. You've worked on numerous campaigns around the state. Uh, you have an, you, uh, you've been selected for an intern opportunity this summer in uh, Washington, D.C., and you've also owned and operated Signature Signs, a graphic design company, for two years, and you're 18 years old? Yes, I am, sir. That is all correct. So. Well, I am, uh, I, am, I am ashamed to mention how little I accomplished by the time I was 18, but good on you. <laughs> what... Well, uh, Tell me a little bit. I, I think it's interesting. Those of us, like, like I write about politics for a living, and I talk to a lot of other people who work in politics or cover politics for a, a living, and I, I think the assumption that most of us have about younger, younger voters, younger North Dakotans, younger Americans is that, you know, their, their connection to politics is pretty loose. Uh, even if even if they get very vocal about politics, perhaps on social media or what have you, they often don't show up to vote. Is that wrong? I mean, are, are we wrong to, to view them that way? You know, I don't think you're wrong. I think that's been the trend for the last um, few years. You know, uh, there's kind of a distaste that surrounds politics at times, and I think that that um, drew away a lot of young people from getting involved. Uh, but I think we um, owe a little bit of gratitude to President Trump, actually, for uh, this new wave of engagement that we've seen amongst young people. And, um, you know, I walked the halls of a high school here up until this week, and, I mean, I've never seen an election day where people were excited that it was election day. Uh, they came in with Trump signs, and they were excited that they had a candidate that I felt, or I think that they felt that they could connect with. And, you know, I think that we owe him a, a little bit of gratitude in that sense because he started a conversation. Um, young people are a lot more uh, interested and, and willing to get involved, and they look for op- these opportunities. And so, um, no, I don't think that you're incorrect. I think that has been the trend, but I think it is slowly starting to reverse here. 701-293-9000, What um what would surprise us about politically active youngsters? I mean, because there's always, I mean, there's always a lot of of things we take for granted about the electorate in general that certain groups might vote certain ways or tend to believe certain things or what have you. But I feel like like Trump may have indicated that some of that is changing. I think he sort of maybe broke through some of those barriers a little bit. Are you seeing that in that younger generation? I mean, what what, what would surprise us about this younger generation of voters? I think what would surprise a lot of people is, uh, I think the assumption is that most young people lean left. Um, and I don't think that that's uh, the case any longer if it was beforehand. Um, right now, the young people that I visit with, the young people in my network and that I've seen as I've traveled across the state and served in some of these different roles, 
is that young people sit pretty well right down the middle on a lot of social issues. Um, and in North Dakota, when the political winds start blowing, they usually lean to the right. And I think that that's what the commitment from the North Dakota Republican Party has been here um, by starting up our Young Republicans chapter is to essentially say, hey, you know, if you want to lean, if you do lean right, there's a place for you under the Republican Party's tent. And I think that, um, you know, that's, that's our goal is to start engaging people um, and, and the goal of North Dakota Young Republicans will be to be the professional arm of the North Dakota Republican Party. You know, we want to start getting young people a, a better political understanding and a means by which they can become involved in the party as well. How do you do that? How, what, what, what does the North Dakota Republican Party have to offer younger people? Why should younger people put their support there? Well, I think that, you know, it's exactly that idea, you know, I, is that if you're in the middle on a lot of issues, but you, you do lean right, I think that the idea is there's a place for you. We're welcoming them with, with open arms and that we can represent your views just as well as we can represent the views of somebody farther to the right. And I think that that's the beauty in North Dakota. The Republican Party, as you very well know, has become um, very dominant in the state of North Dakota, to say the least, right? And with that comes a lot of, it comes broad representation. And so I think that, um, just as much as, as we represent the views of those further to the right, we also represent the views of those not so far to the right and, and, and toward the middle or to the um, just leaning to the right on a lot of different issues. And so I think that, you know, if young people in North Dakota want to be represented and represented well, this is an opportunity um, for them to become involved. And I should add that, you know, we're not talking just high school students. Uh, the young Republicans will serve anybody between the ages of 18 and 39. Um, so very broad range there. And and different levels of activism there, too. And that's not to say that we won't get involved with high school students as well. That will be our goal. Um, we want to, of course, introduce this to them and to allow them to, to grab in and, and start door knocking, start getting involved with campaigns if they so choose. Um, and then when they become, you know, 18 graduate from high school, they, they can become members. But um, I think what we offer is good, strong representation of the way of your views and of your values in the state of North Dakota. And if you choose to become a member of the North Dakota Young Republicans, we're going to get you as actively involved as you want to be. The, the, the trope about Republicans is that it's a bunch of old white guys, right? I mean, that's, that's I, I think, what the left says about Republicans. And I, it's, it's unfair for a lot of reasons. But, I mean, generally, if you look at the media, you look at, you, you look at a lot out there, I mean, that's, that's sort of what Republicans are portrayed at, as being these bunch of you know, rich people, old people sitting around at a country club or something um, being sort of casually racist. I mean, that's that's the perception that is given of Republicans, unfortunately, in the media. How do, how does how does someone like you pierce through that to, to, to reach a younger generation of voters? Well, I think that the very um, the very idea that the North Dakota Republican Party was willing to uh, commit to this and to commit to uh, to helping me charter an organization that will um, help young Republicans is the very idea that, you know, if it is a bunch of, of you know, as you said, rich white guys, I don't know if I necessarily like you said, it, it, that really isn't an accurate depiction, but um, those people are willing to invite these young people in. And I think that that dedication, that commitment on the behalf of, of Chairman Armstrong and the new executive director, uh, who, by the way, is, is doing a fantastic job for the party, I think that um, all of those things combined and that dedication, that true commitment to young people is what shows that, uh, you know, that, that is really just a fallacy. 
How do we how do we reach young people? And I I, I say this. I was at I was at a uh, a conference for bloggers. Believe it or not, they have those things. Um, <laughs> not so long ago, and they were talking about having you know basically you have to put your political message on like a meme, right? Like you have to put it on a cat picture, you know, to to, to sort of reach that audience, which I thought was was maybe insightful, maybe also a little bit of hyperbole, but. I mean, how, how, just just as, as a practical matter, how does the North Dakota Republican Party reach somebody who is 18, 19, 20, even 30 years old? I mean, how, how do you break through to them? Well, you're right, in a sense, with the, with the meme idea, right? It's social media. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. the way that we connect with these young people, and that's what we're really going to have to commit to, uh, to doing and to working with. And, and one of the people that I'm really excited about uh, working with as chairman of the Young Republicans Organization is Governor Burgum. Uh, as you well know, there's there's a host of fresh new faces in the governor's office and, and many more who helped him get there. And so I look forward to starting conversations with Governor Burgum and his team there um, to hopefully um, – Try to try to strategize on, on how we do start reaching younger people other than just social media, because there are you know young people get involved. They're they're active, um, you know, outside of their uh, school and work. So you know, how do we connect with them in that way? And I think that um, that's I don't have all the ideas. I'm just a leader, and so I think that I want to get involved with as many people as possible and bring together a team, and we can discuss just that. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think you should probably tell them all to read sayanythingblog.com, too. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, thank, um, you. thank you for your coverage, Rob. I do really appreciate You know, you bring a lot of uh, information out there for people to analyze. Uh, you you um, provide your perspective, but you also always provide the source so that people can, can uh, garner their own ideas and garner their own perspective uh, from the information that you uh, bring forward. And so, you know, I, I certainly do appreciate your coverage of all the issues in North Dakota. Well, you're going to make a very good politician one day, Dawson. You know how to flatter a radio show host, so that's that's very good of you. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's always interesting because politics, uh, you know, the way messaging is done, it changes. I certainly saw it when I was I was younger and in my 20s and starting a blog. I mean, that was blogging was was the big new sort of shiny toy back then, and obviously that's that's changed now. And you know, a lot of things change in how people get their news, how people get their messaging. And, and I, I think we always assume that each generation is very different from the other. But then also you kind of, you know, each generation grows up and we find we're maybe a lot more alike than we think. Anyway, Dawson, looking forward to it. Keep us in the loop and uh, good luck. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. That's Dawson Schefter. He is the new chairman of the North Dakota Young Republicans. I'm Rob Port. We'll wrap the show up right after this. 701-293-9000 if you want to join in. 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Don't go away. Report here on 970 WDAY. Jay Thomas show coming up next. I'll be sticking around for the first part of that. See, I feel like we should just rename this show the Jay Thomas show warm up act. Oh, come on right? now. Don't sell yourself so short. That's what we're doing. Jay Thomas <laughs> is the big heavy hitter in the afternoon, right? I don't I don't mind being uh I don't mind being Don Rickles to his Frank Sinatra, right? I'll do that. The opening act. I think I think Jay Thomas would be a little bit sad 
to know that you're comparing him to Frank Sinatra, of all people. Lou Gehrig to his Babe Ruth. <laughs> I could do that, right? I, sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. What, what, what analogy would Jay Thomas like? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Probably, probably something about like cars or something. I, I'm trying to think of like famous mechanics or race car drivers or something, but I don't know. I got no problem with Sinatra. You have no problem with Sinatra. Oh, you like Sinatra? I like, I like Frank. Yeah. Oh well, there you hey, go. What was uh, what 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 was what was Ricky Bobby's uh, uh his uh the, the guy who always shake and bake, shake and bake. Yeah. Who was the other guy? Is Ricky Bobby? And, yeah. Uh, th- that's uh, I can't think of that dude's name. He's in a lot of those Will Ferrell movies too. That's hilarious. All right. What's going up on your show, dude? Well, uh, all the previous shows today have taken and stolen my <laughs> topics, so it'll be a rehash of what's been done in the program. Now, we'll, you and I will dive into our Monday, uh, our Monday yeah. chat. We'll talk about this. We'll probably end up talking about cabbage or something. <laughs> deal it usually goes with us. Yeah, exactly. This deal in mind. Now, there's some uh, other schools around the region where students have gotten in trouble here in the last week for their senior yeah. pranks, and so we'll yak about that this afternoon. Uh, Minnesota, wow. Uh, they are really cranking up their um, fees for you know outdoor activities, for uh, fishing and uh, using the parks and stuff like that. So we'll uh, talk about that this afternoon, and uh, I will have some fun with this uh, sea line that yanked that little girl into the uh, into the water over the weekend. You don't mess with apex predators. Listen, you don't you you don't want these pe- <laughs> stay away from the wildlife. Okay, that's simple. Yeah. Don't. And then the little girl wasn't trying to do a selfie or anything like that, but you got to use some common sense. My God. You, you got a sea lion jumping up there trying to grab food, and then you turn around and let your little girl sit there? Come on. Also, don't you, laugh. She looked at like the, a marshmallow. Don't laugh at the sea lion being the apex predator thing the there, Rob. What the hell is an apex predator? There, the sea lion is the top of its food okay, chain. Okay, can't you just say uber no. predator? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a shark could eat a sea lion. But they don't. Yeah. They might. Yeah, they not, do. Not if they got often. hungry enough. Oh, Sharks will eat do. anything. Don't you ever watch Shark Week? Did you ever watch Jaws? <laughs> yeah. That shark had a license well, plate in its stomach. Well, they're the eating humans in that shit. Yeah. I'm just going to let you guys go. Uh, whatever. <laughs> There's no helping sea either of you is anymore. The apex. Come on. It, it's, I don't, it's an apex predator. She's, oh, she's watching is, too much Animal oh, Planet, not, I think. Not top of the. No, it's the top of its food chain because, you know, there's other food chains than just, you know, the one. Lions, no. lions, no, no there's and just lions. one big one. That's right. There's just one big one, and we all have a place on it. Natil. That's exactly right. Yeah, well, lions and sea lions don't exactly mix, but they're you both know, the tops of their own food chains. You know, speaking of uh, speaking of people getting too close to what you know, I grew up in Alaska, and we had that problem because a we have a lot of wildlife in Alaska, and b we have a lot of tourists who come up there and seem to think that when you see bears out alongside the road. It's like, you know, it's good a selfie. Uh, Yogi and Boo Boo, right? <laughs> exactly. Like they're it's it's not how it works. Like they're out of their car, they're taking pictures and the bears 5 feet away and I'm telling you, those suckers are fast. Every year you hear about people getting attacked by bears or whatever up there. I mean, it's it's wildlife is no joke. Nope. You got to keep your distance. Oh, so people go out to Yellowstone and like uh, parks like that and you know, you got all the the uh, buffalo out there and they just think they're cute because they're slow and lumbering. They realize don't realize how much power these things. Yeah, my own brother. They, they don't realize how much power these things have, and actually how fast they can move when they want to. Yeah, they move my, quick. My wife and I found ourselves. We it's were my driving stepdad. through. We were driving through Yellowstone, and we stopped at uh, what was it? It's like the paint bowls or something they call it. Yeah. It's like um, it's like hot springs, and then like the rocks. Anyway, like you park your car and you got to walk down this trail like a half mile or something like that. 
and we we had gone down there and we were walking back and there were people all around but we just we kind of reached a, a stretch of the trail we were all by ourselves we came around the corner and ended up being like 10 feet away from one of these buffalo was just standing on the trail looking at us um and it was a, it was a little scary i mean because what do you do if they charge oh. or something oh, they can my move fast. chubby rob is not out running the buffalo down the trail <laughs> now i could maybe outrun my wife in which case Whoa! i would be safe wait a minute now oh he's saying what are you saying there rob he's saying what? that in order to survive you don't have to be the fastest you just have to not be the slowest no. that's what we call that's what we call the beta predator is the one who just runs faster than everybody else away from the apex predator or something okay. i don't all right just, I'm, I'm just throwing out terms apex and alpha are two different things rob i don't know all right Good gravy. My wife just texted me. She says, you ain't outrunning me. She's probably right. <sighs> All right. Well, Jay Thomas show coming up next. Remember, you can always catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sometimes we talk about interesting things. Other times we talk about beta predators or something. I don't know. 24 hours a day, seven days a week at anything blog.com. Jay Thomas show coming up next. I'll go away. Stop breaking down.